Alright. Oh, I'm still up and chattering. <laughs> Alright. Do you have any ideas for the story tonight? Okay. Because they got this like, um, they, they, there, there was a bad guy in the middle of the night that made a beautiful sculpture, but with a shrinking, a shrinky dink in it. So everything that person touched, if it touched, if the person touches it, everything it touches will shrink. All right. I think I can make that happen for you. So, Ollie the Octopus. Now, Ollie the Octopus is used to having his clients, you know, call him on the phone or, you know, send him an email, maybe. So he wasn't really quite sure what to do when he was sitting there in his office, drinking his coffee, reading the paper. No, I get it, I get it. We'll get there. Uh, and he heard some shouting outside of his window. Ollie the octopus! Ollie! Ollie the octopus! I need your help! Ollie the octopus! I need your help! And at first, you know, it's like it's the city. Sometimes there's people shouting outside on the street and it's just kind of something to deal with. But when Ollie's really stopped to listen, he realized the person was saying Ollie the octopus. So he went to the window to kind of see what that was about. And he opened the window, leaned his head out, and they saw this person down on the sidewalk. He said, ah, Ollie, you heard me finally. Ollie, I need your help. I need your help. Something very strange is happening. I don't know what to do about it. And there, down on the sidewalk, was our man in a suit. But the suit was very disheveled. And dirty things all out of whack. So I said, all right, well, you know, I guess, I guess I'll see what's going on here. So he went downstairs. And the other guy was waiting for him outside of the outside of his apartment. And I sort of opened the door a little bit and said, yes, can, what, what can I do for you, sir? The guy said, Ollie, I know this is really weird. And I know I look like I've been through quite an ordeal, but I can't knock on any doors. I can't call because everything I touch shrinks. Oh, I said, everything you touch shrinks. I said, yeah, uh, I know it sounds strange, but I, I've, you know, I've been following you for a while and I know that you deal with some weird supernatural stuff. So, so I had to ask around until somebody finally told me where to find you. And, and, um, and here you are, and I'm really glad that I found you. And, and can you help me? I said, all right, um, I can help you. I've got the morning free. If it goes past one o'clock, I have another appointment. Um, but let's see what we can figure out. You Do you know my rates? The guy said, uh, yeah, I'm sort of. So I explained his rates to the guy. He said, that's fine. That's, that's fine. Because I'm going to starve to death for one thing. 
but all sorts of bad things if you can't help me. So here's what's going on. Since I woke up this morning, well, no, not since this morning, since last night, really. Uh, everything that I touch just shrinks to like a quarter of its original size. And that's kind of all I've figured out so far. It says, everything you touch shrinks to a quarter of its original size. Yeah, it's really weird. I've never seen anything like it. I said, could I, could I see a demonstration? I guess I said, yeah, I guess if you have something you don't mind, you know, shrinking to the qu a quarter of its size. I said, yeah, I think I, I yeah, hold on a second. He went upstairs and he got like an old basketball. I said, all right, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to set it on the grass there. I don't want to touch you by accident, but if you set it on the grass, then I'll touch it and I'll show you. So I set the basketball on the grass and the guy walked over and he tried to pick it up and when he touched it, it immediately shrunk to a quarter of its size. And then the guy could pick it up. It didn't shrink a second time. It just shrank to once. I said, so you see, it's really weird. I said, all right, can you put that down again and I can take a look at it? Is that safe? Like I said, yeah, it doesn't seem to affect, like, it's not going to, you touching it doesn't gonna then shrink you, and that, that hasn't happened, thank goodness. Well, I picked it up, and it still, you know, felt like a basketball, except it was smaller. And, you know, it was, he bounced it, and it still bounced like a basketball, and it sounded like a basketball, except all the sounds were higher pitched, because it was smaller. And I said, all right, that's one of the weirdest things I've seen in a while. So, let's talk about, he said it started happening last night. And I see you're in a suit. He said, yeah. Well, so, so I, uh, I'm an art dealer. I said, okay. And he said, last night I was at a, I was at a business meeting and I was, I was, I met a client, well, not a client, but a, a supplier for, for drinks. Cause I was going to buy this, this sculpture from him. And uh, he brought the sculpture, and, you know, it was a nice time. He's a friend of mine. Not a friend, but an acquaintance anyway. And so we had a couple of beers, and we'd already talked a little bit about the uh, the sculpture. And um, and so, yeah, I bought it from him. I said, all right, all right, tell me about the sculpture. I said, oh, it's a neat sculpture. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I'd seen some photos of it, but I hadn't seen it in person before. But... It's a sculpture of a giant, except it's a small sculpture. It's only about a foot and a half high. And it's carved in some sort of purple gem. I want to do some research on it. Uh, some sort of purple crystal. And you can tell it's a giant because there's, there's houses in the sculpture, like at the base. But the houses are only up to this, the giant's knees. That's how you can tell that it's a giant. And, you know, a lot of these sorts of sculptures, the giant is depicted as, like, powerful, like a warrior. But this one is confused. He's, like, looking down with a confused facial expression, and his hands are outstretched. And so it's a really interesting sculpture. Uh, so I was looking forward to having it in my collection. So he brought it in a case, and he lifted the case briefly to show me and then closed it. And, uh, you know, I trust the guy. 
We've been working together for years, so I bought it from him, and we had our second drink, and then, you know, we shook hands, and then we left. I said, all right, and then you brought it back home. I said, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I brought it back home, and I was right near my house. So I didn't want to bring it back to the to my studio. I said, all right. And let me guess, said Ollie. When you got home, you took it out of the case. I said, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to get a more careful look at it, for sure. And I don't have all my tools at home, but I've got some of my tools at home. Yeah, just a couple of picks and flashlights and a jeweler's loop. That kind of a thing. A little spectrometer. You know, just in case I encounter something like this at home. So yeah, I took it out of the case and I started investigating it. I wanted to figure out what I could figure out. I mean, I'd been thinking about this artifact for the sculpture for, oh, I don't know, a couple of months now. Got some grant funding to, to purchase it. Well, a couple of months ago that he first heard about the sculpture from his friend. Started learning about it. So it's a beautiful thing. And the purple is very deep. I think it must be, I don't know, maybe some kind of quartz. I'm not sure what the gem is yet. It's really very interesting. You should come and take a look at it. And I said, I'm not sure I want to do that. I guess it, oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, anyway, I'm not sure what any of this has to do with my, my problem, but... So I took my jeweler's loop to it, and it's, you know, it's a little magnifying glass is what that is. And shine some light into it, and it's kind of translucent. You can see some light coming through it. And I picked it up. It's heavy, but not not more heavy than you'd expect. It, it feels like it's maybe six, seven pounds or so. And it's a very smooth. You know, the skin on the giant is very smooth. But the skin on the top of the roofs, or the uh, roofs, the surface of the top of the roofs, it's like thatched. The, the artist, whoever it was, did a great job rendering all these different textures. Uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of fancy being a, uh, being an art dealer because you know I get to touch the art. Not everybody gets to touch the art. And he says, yeah. And then let me guess. After a little while looking at it, you decided to go to bed. And you left it there, the case open. You're going to take it into your office in the morning. I said, you're right. You're right again. You really know your stuff. Wait a second. What do you mean? Why? What are you driving at? I said, I think your problem is your sculpture. I said, no. I said, yeah. I can't be sure, but I think... But that sculpture is cursed. Did you get a good deal? And I said, oh, I got a really good deal. I got a good deal, and I didn't understand why it's getting such a good deal. You think he sold me a cursed sculpture? Oh, I said, I do think that, yeah. Well, that does kind of sound like this guy. I mean, he wouldn't do it on purpose, but if he had to get rid of something because it was cursed, he would. Oh, man, so how do I... Do you have any ideas about how I can lift the curse? I was like, well, at great risk to my personal safety and health, I think we need to go to your apartment. I said, all right. 
It's only a couple blocks from here. So they went to the apartment. They had to be a little bit sneaky to get in because the guy couldn't touch a, if he touched the door, he was afraid the door would shrink or maybe the whole apartment building would shrink. So he was trying to be really careful. He couldn't touch the elevator. He couldn't touch his key card. So they had to wait for somebody that he knew to come in or out of the building and somebody came out. And he made some excuse about his hands being dirty. So the guy held the door and then only operated the elevator and they went up to the third floor, which is where his apartment was. And there, the guy's door was still open because he didn't, hadn't earlier, you know, when wanted to touch anything. So he left the door open in case he had to get back in. And I said, so if you touch them with your elbow, that doesn't do anything. And I said, no, that's a good point. It is just, it has to be my skin. And it doesn't seem to go through my clothes. And I said, that's a helpful thing. So when they went into the apartment, all they saw kind of some of the chaos that had unfolded because around the room was all sorts of stuff that was tiny that probably shouldn't have been tiny. There was a tiny magazine, tiny coffee table, tiny chair. On the floor was a tiny coffee cup with, you know, a regular sized cup of coffee spilled on the ground beneath it. The curtains were tiny. Um, one of the lamps was tiny. One of the light switches looked like it was missing, but when you look closer, you could see that it was inside there, but it was tiny. Oh, what else was tiny? There was a tiny door and a cabinet and a tiny cup. And, oh, the faucet. The faucet was tiny. And hanging on the, hanging by the door was a tiny set of keys. And there, on the not tiny, but regular size uh, table over kind of by the kitchen, was this purple statue and laying next to it the rest of the case. I said, I think that you sat here all night long with this cursed sculpture and it's doing weird things to you. I said, all right, well, what should we do about it? I said, well, I don't know. Are you a gambling man? I said, generally not, but what do you have in mind? Well, I says, I think that there's two possibilities here. One possibility is if you touch the sculpture, the sculpture will shrink. But I think probably not. But the case, I don't know. I think if you close the case, you might go back to normal. But I don't want to touch the case. Because if it's the case that's cursed too, then, you know, I'm going to get stuck with the same problem you have. The guy said, I see what you mean, but I've got an idea. The guy went and leaning against the wall, kind of behind, over by the kitchen, was a broom. The guy said, check this out. He touched the broom, which was, you know, five and a half feet long, and it shrunk. But at a quarter of the size, it was, you know, about the size of his forearm. Still kind of a useful length. And I said, ah, I see where you're going with this. So he picked up the shrunken broom. The guy did. 
and you use that to hook the top of the case. Lift it up and put it down over the statue. Then you use that to flip the latches, there are four latches, one on each side. It's kind of a square, a square case. But you know, two feet tall to have all the whole sculpture in it. It snapped onto the base that the sculpture was sitting on. Well, I says, well, do you feel any different? And I says, um, I don't feel any different, but I didn't feel different when it started happening, so I don't know if that's a good guide. And I said, well, I think you better test it. I think you better touch something, see if it shrinks. So what else can you spare? And I said, well, since I shrunk my broom, I've never been all that fond of my mop. So I went over there and he touched the mop. Oh, and it stayed the same size. The guy was so relieved. He said, Ollie, you saved me. I tried to eat some food earlier, but it became tiny. And, you know, it would take me so much food to get full if everything was shrunk to a quarter of its size. Plus, you know, my inability to do my job, or, I don't know, I didn't try to touch anything alive. And I said, well, you're welcome. So what are you going to do with this cursed sculpture? And I said, well, you know, in the end, I didn't pay very much for it. So I think I'm going to put it in a warehouse somewhere far away and lock it up. And then go talk to some historians or something and see, find if there's somebody that wants this cursed thing. And then I'm going to call my friend who sold it to me and tell him that he owes me an apology and a big favor. Also, a new coffee table. Well, I said, all right, well, good luck with that. And the guy said, thanks, Holly. If there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. And I said, yeah, I mean, you know, there's going to be a, a fee for you here, but in the end, this only took about two hours, so, uh, yeah, good luck. Hope your next acquisition isn't quite so troublesome. And that was the story of the mysterious shrinking sculpture curse. That was loud. It was loud? Yeah. What do you mean it was loud? Oh, the yawn, yes, yes. I want you to come back tonight. Well, we'll see. You need to go to bed, kiddo. I want you to snuggle. Will I snuggle to sleep? Okay, go, go, go. All right, we can do that. Here I come.